Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of 476ers Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about last night's magic game. So stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my. The latest episode of the 476ers Podcast. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about last night's magic game as I try to even out my sleeves because my sleeves are mad uneven, you know, which is life. Listen, you know, nothing is symmetrical in life, right? Where we are uneven people, you know, you try to stand straight. You you would think you're, you're standing on a permanent hill. You just, there's just no straight standing. It's just impossible. One of my legs, or maybe it's just the damage I've done to my legs, you know, my knees, one knee definitely has, has got to be half an inch shorter at least. You know, I'm constantly standing at a disadvantage. My hip is hurting. I could be just pushed over at any moment. It's rough. It's a rough life out here. Anyway, that's not what this is about. This is not a podcast about my insecurities. This is a podcast about the Sixers, which I'm also insecure about, but that's different. That's different. It's fine. I'm not that super insecure about the Sixers, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yesterday, we beat the Magic. Um, I'm not going to say it was a good win. There's no such thing as a bad win because a win is a win, but I'm going to say it's not a great win. It's a lukewarm win. win. A lukewarm win. A win... As if Luke Skywalker was warm. Ah, it's not a good enough joke. It's it's a win like that joke. No, but that joke was bad. No, that's a bad joke. So so no, never mind. It's not a win like that joke because then it would be bad. Um, kind of a, a weird game. I mean, we, we were dominating the first half of the game, kind of, and then all of a sudden in the third quarter, pretty simply. I mean, it's very simple. I mean, it's not kind of. We were dominating the first half of the game. Uh, this 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 Magic team is very weird as they have a lot of guys. There's a lot of teams in the NBA who have a lot of guys, right? Where you like look at the roster and you're like, well, this is a bad team. But when I look at the roster, I see guys. There's guys. There's a few guys here. And I'm like, oh, these guys are interesting. Like these guys could make a team good, right? If you just took these guys and put them on a good team, you would have a great team now, right? You could take a bunch of these guys and just put them on other teams. Franz Wagner would be great on our team, better than Tobias Harris. I mean, very simply, very simply put, you know, very simply, uh, who who the be- who was the best forward yesterday? His name was not Tobias Harris, and that person was not on our team, the best forward. The best forward yesterday was Franz Wagner, who absolutely dominated us. Uh, he's great. He's a great player. Listen, a lot of people are talking about him as a possible Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, deservedly so. I mean, Evan Mobley is probably the front runner, and Cade is kind of up there, but with their injuries, Franz has been – Hasn't been super consistent. He's been getting better as the year's gone on. But over the last month, at you know, last three weeks or so, he's been really good. Um, and yesterday, I mean, he was the best player on the team yesterday. Jalen Suggs was really good yesterday, too. Offensively, was kind of struggling. Didn't, didn't look super explosive. Essentially dealing with what people kind of said he would deal with. You know, in, in college, he kind of benefited from the fact that he was – seems stronger and more athletic than almost everyone he was playing against. Now, now in the NBA where that's not the case here. And, and, and also to, 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 you know, to his credit, Tyrese Maxey played really good defense. He's a really good defender. He played really good defense on him. And I think it was giving him problems generally. Um, and, you know, he was, he was struggling, but you know, he played really good defense. I think that was really the thing. I mean, Maxey had his worst offensive game uh, of the year. And I don't think it's, uh, surprise that the person who was defending him was Suggs the whole, you know, the whole game pretty much, right? It's Suggs is defending him and Max, he struggled uh, to get his own shot to, to score. He hit a really good three-pointer. I, I like that. We kind of made, it seemed like we made a point in the first half at least 
that we wanted to get Maxi shooting freeze. Uh, two dribble handoffs. One he drained. The other one just it just surprising. He just he 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 took the dribble handoff and instead of turning the corner, which is the thing he usually does, he pulled up. You know, and I'm not mad at it. Fuck it. Especially one they they suck. We're winning the game pretty handedly. You want to pull up? Pull it. Pull it. Yeah, Furkan over here. Furkan's pulling. He, he's gonna pull them all. He's pulling them all. He don't stop pulling them. So Maxie, you you get yours. You pull pull a couple. No problem. You pull a few. Um. You know, and whatever. And, and you know, getting to the rim, he was kind of struggling. They they have good defenders. I mean, Mo Bamba, you know, going for a contract. Who knows if he's going to be this good ever again in his life? Um, but, you know, th- this is – you kind of saw yesterday why people are so, so hype on Mo, why they still are hype and why they were hype originally, which is like this uber-tall athletic dude who can – who was long as hell, as long as the Iliad, uh, as long as Homer – as long as Homer wrote the Iliad, I'm sorry, I just dropped down an inch, um, and can block everything, can shoot, can step out, has good touch. Uh, but, you know, it's just a question of whether he's going to put it all together. Uh, they got Wendell Carter Jr., who they're playing a power forward, which is pretty cool. I mean, he, he he's kind of a center power forward. He's like a tweener between power forward and center because he's too short, but he's also kind of ploppy, so he moves like a center. Um who knows what he is, but, you know, solid defenders, essentially solid defenders. And all it really took, it, very simply, it, the same thing we've been struggling with, we, we, it just seems like forever. I mean, it just seems like forever since Brett was here. As soon as a team goes into a zone, we just don't, we don't have it. We don't know. We just, I mean, it goes, it just falls apart. It falls apart. You know, I fall apart. Shout out to Post. Once a, once a podcast, I got to do it. I got to do a. So I wish I could remember the rest of the, the words to that song, though. Man, I can't remember the rest of the songs to fall apart. Oh, well, whatever. Anyway, we fall apart. We, we fall apart, and it's from there it goes left, right? Joe, not Joe's best game. Joe looks like he he's suffering from having played too many minutes against the Timberwolves after essentially saying that he thought he was going to die, you know, from COVID. He thought he would die from it. Uh, comes back somehow plays 45 minutes and it looks like yesterday he paid for that he just was out of it he his body language was trash he, he just didn't look like he was supposed to be playing basketball yesterday I'll be honest with you you know what I mean when Joe when Joe isn't feeling it, it it's essentially like I mean the whole world feels that he's not feeling it you could you, you just see it in his soul his soul is just I'm not feeling it today guys and you feel it there you see it it's in his soul it's in his soul. You see it all, all, all up and down. It's written all over his face. I'm not feeling it today. I'm not feeling it. Joe wasn't feeling it. It was obvious. We still won. That's what matters. In the fourth quarter, when shit started getting a little hairy, his defense turned up for sure. Um, but, you know, it was clear. In, in the first half, the, you know, Joe spent more time on the bench than you typically see. I think he played. There was a point where he came back in the second quarter to relieve Andre. And I think it was a four minute stint. Like I think he came in with seven minutes left in the second quarter and then came out with like two or three minutes left in the second quarter, which is not typical. Um, he just looked out of it. Um, Seth played well. Let me see what, what we got here. I, I, I have the numbers. I'm just not even looking. Uh, yeah. Joe, 16 points, um, 13 rebounds, five assists, uh, three turnovers. Um, not awful, not great. Obviously. And like I said, as soon as they went into the zone, we just didn't know what we were doing. You know, Joe, Joe starts forcing 
kind of demand. I don't know if he was demanding, but you know, as he's the leader, when he's asking for the ball, it's a little bit different than when other guys ask for the ball, right? Because he's asking for the ball from Tyrese's perspective. It's kind of like, okay, well, now I have to give him the ball. Now I got to pass it to him. And you're kind of forcing these passes in. Then you got Seth and and Danny, Danny, God damn it, Danny. How many times I got to tell you not to, you don't lead a fast break. There's no fast breaks for you. Okay. You can't be doing it. Pop, I don't want you doing that. You, it's going to go left every single time you do it. It goes left. I mean, there's nothing that goes more left than you leading the fast break. You can't lead it. Ah, oh, just poor decision-making there. I'm sorry. It only happened once, but it was once was enough. I mean, once was enough. Seth was feeling it yesterday, 24 points, one assist. That's about right. Again, that's not his game. Two steals. Um, obviously, just the the, the the amount of hunting that's happening. Right. And now this is reminding me real quick because I didn't do a podcast on the Timberwolves game, which was fascinating. That was a fascinating experience. So incredible, obviously. That was probably Cat's best game against us. And it's the first time, credit to Cat, right? Because this is really the first time that, and I said this, two podcasts ago, right? Until further notice, Cat, you're right. Well, now you're giving me further notice because this is the first time I've ever seen Cat essentially say, no, fuck that. I'm as good as this guy. And he was going at us. I mean, he went at Joe. He went, he was going at us. I mean, what, what was he, eight for eight in the first half? It was, he was putting on a clinic. Um, he fouled out deservedly. So I heard people complaining about the officiating. I'm going to stop fucking fouling. I don't really know what to tell us. I mean, Maxie almost fouled out. You know what I mean? That's essentially what let D'Angelo loops. You know, D'Angelo is always going to be a, a an enigma. You know, he's always going to be an Edward Nigma, right? Because essentially everyone knows the skill level. Everyone knows the talent level. We all know he can score. We all know he can dribble. We all know he's a good, a hell of a passer. Uh, you know, the college highlights, the, the college highlights are of, of the ball brothers before the ball brothers with more, with more offensive talent, arguably, you know, in terms of scoring, right? But with injuries, there's just never been consistency in his career from going, Traded from the Lakers, and he just he started slow already. Obviously, he's traded from the Lakers. He ends up in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, he has that one really good year. Seems like he's gaining traction. It, then he leaves again. Now he's in Golden State. He's traded to Golden State. In Golden State, you know, we, you know, it doesn't really last long. It lasts a, a, a few weeks or you know a couple months, really, right before Steph gets in, before Steph is injured. He's kind of injured. He's in and out the lineup. Traded to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves injured constantly in and out the lineup. It's impossible to know what he is. It's really, it's going to be really, really difficult to be a point guard in the NBA when you're injured all the time, right? When you're in and out the lineup, there is no player on the court that is like the point guard, right? Whereas a center can come in, in and out the lineup. Wings can come in and out the lineup. You can find ways to do it. But when you're a ball handler, you're the floor general, right? To say it's going to be hard to gain traction and consistency when you're in and out the lineup. So it's kind of hard to, to know what he is. There are games where he hit like a game, the game against us here, right? Yeah, he looked incredible that game. To be clear, he was awful in the first half. I mean, he was so fucking bad. I don't know if people noticed this. I mean, we, we came out flat first quarter. We're flat already. He comes out the game. Balmero get, comes in the game, the backup point guard from Spain. He plays. He actually extends the lead. Balmero comes out, D'Angelo comes back in, they actually start giving the lead back, D'Angelo comes back out, Balmero comes back in, they then regain more of a, a, a more, more of the lead, they regain more of the lead back. Then as Maxi is getting into foul trouble, D'Angelo is now 
having the pleasure of being guarded by Seth Curry. By the time we had fixed that adjustment, it was too late. That dude, the thing with guys like D'Angelo is as soon as as soon as one or two shots drop, it's done. It's too late now. It's too late. And we fucked up because we had Seth thinking it was going to be cool. No, Seth got him. No, he doesn't. Seth don't got him. Seth don't got him. Doc, Seth don't got him. D'Angelo bakes him. Then Matisse gets on him. It's too late. This man's a flamethrower. He's a flamethrower. I mean, he's, he's just white hot. He's just walking, just, you know, it's like Superman 3 when the dude comes from, from you know, where we drop all the nuclear bombs in space. And somehow that creates like this weird uh, alien, this nuclear alien to come down here in with perfect blonde hair. And as he walks, the ground, the ground burns. That's what D'Angelo was against us at that point. It was too late. Joe did his best. Um Doc can't draw up a play at the end of the game for his life. I mean, I don't really know what that is. Joe, you did fuck up though. You missed Seth there. You had a, you had Seth on the pass. You you, you kind of had a delusion of grandeur there. You were going for glory. You had Seth there. Seth, I'm gonna miss it, but it's fine. It's fine. You still have to. Yeah, maybe not. Listen, I don't know if Seth. Seth doesn't react at all. I can't tell what Seth is really feeling at the time. I'm, I'm telling you, man. He's like he's. I don't know. I don't know about Seth sometimes. Like he he just has like the face of someone who maybe doesn't always know what's happening. You know what I mean? Very LaMelo almost. LaMelo is different, though, because LaMelo thinks every negative situation is a positive situation. So he's a little bit different. Like, he's just kind of skipping through, like, tornadoes and forest fires. Seth just doesn't know if it's bad yet, you know? And I I don't know. So I don't know. He may not get stressed out. He may drain that. might hit that. I don't know. It was a fuck up. Um, The point is, D'Angelo, the up and down. I mean, he he put on a clinic against us, but he's so up and down. Who knows? I mean, they played... Good. They played well the next game, but they've been so inconsistent. They started hot. They started like three on one or four on one. Then they lost like eight or nine straight. And now they've won like seven of eight. So who the hell knows with that team? Again, because D'Angelo is injured so often, it's hard to, really hard to tell. Um, so, you know, uh, what was the point of this? There was a point here. I don't remember. Maxi played really good defense, though. I got to say that he, he he's a really good defender. He played good defense, defense against D'Angelo. It was just... Foul troubles. He was too late. By that time, he was out. You know what I mean? There wasn't really much we could do. Um, but with that said, yesterday, Seth scored. Yeah, right, because I was talking about Seth's defense and how he was getting crushed by D'Angelo. Seth played great defense. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Seth played great yesterday, great offense. I mean, just, you know, shooting really well. Like like I said, I said this last year, you know, before, before COVID took him out, he was playing incredible. You know, he was playing incredible offensively. Defensively, obviously, it's it's a problem. Last year, he was giving more effort on defense. This year, his effort on defense has been fucking laughable. I mean, it's been laughable. The amount of take fouls that he t- he just says, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not chasing. And he, I'm not chasing none of these dudes. No foul. Yeah, no, no, you stop here. Foul. Hey, get in front of him? Cool, foul. So it's not a clear path. He's just going to foul. Um I thought Matisse played okay yesterday. Matisse has been up and down all year, honestly. And his defense has definitely been a little bit just very reachy. You know, like I said, it's just very reachy. And, and, and it's great when it's working, but when it's not working, all you are is out of position now. You know, all you are is out of position. The funny thing to me was Terrence Ross seeming not to – but it, it makes – it's Terrence Ross. It makes sense. Terrence doesn't give a fuck who's guarding him. But Matisse is someone that you have to give a fuck who's guarding you. Like, if you beat him on a screen, he's going to block you from behind. It's what he – like, he does this shit all the time. I, I don't know what you're thinking, Terrence. Um, 
But, you know, either way, I thought, you know, he played solid. Andre played great in the third quarter, honestly. I mean, he drives me crazy. My man, sometimes he just just goes from, from Magic Johnson type pass to, to Joel last year double team type pass. You know, where it was like, what what are you think? What were you thinking here? Relax. I know you hit the one good one, but Pop, you're not going to hit every good one, brother. Relax, man. But in the third quarter, as we were falling apart and being awful against the zone again, Andre, they, listen, they could have taken a bigger lead. Andre, I thought, really, uh, really put a put forward a great effort in the third quarter that helped uh, helped us keep a lead. You know, we were kind of going back and forth there for a minute. Um, Furkan is that man is ice cold right now. I mean, that man is the coldest. He is a green slushy because the light is still green and yet it's frozen. I mean, it's frozen. Do you want to build a snowman? A green one. Just green and freezing. The minivan. You know what? Fucking minivan. Keep shooting. I don't care. You're, you're a little bit cold too, but I don't care. You know what I mean? You you. It's just obvious. Shout out to the homie TJ who pointed this out to me. The more contested Niang is, the more likely he's going to hit that shot. I mean, it's clear now. It's just clear. The more contested he is, the more likely he hits it. If he is wide open, if I'm like, when you're looking at the scouting report, I'm telling players, hey, leave him open. If he catches the ball, don't leave him totally open. Just contest from about five feet away. Don't get in his face. If you get in his face, he is draining that shit. Five feet, social distance. A social distance contest, he's going to miss. Anything within that, too close to that, don't be anti-mask. He's going to make it. Shake, uh, shake, shake, shake. He was all right. Not a ton to say about Shake. I mean, he was kind of struggling. Didn't really do anything special. But Bamba really did fuck up the game for us. You know, his his rim protection, got to give him some credit. We really do got to give him some credit. His rim protection was really causing issues for us. We didn't really know how to manage it. Um, what, what, what did Danny do other than the one stupid, uh, folk, the one play that he tried to run the fast break well he has not many turnovers was that yesterday or was that against maybe it was against minnesota and i'm tripping um oh well he did try danny did hit a, hit, a, hit a big three though danny hit a big three when we had lost the, when we were losing the lead we were in that battle down the stretch he hit a big three toby had a couple big plays late he had a, a, against i'm gonna give him some credit against minnesota he had a couple good plays a couple really good offense rebounds in the first in the first half against minnesota he was missing um and then at the end of the game, obviously he, he grabbed. There was two two really big offensive rebounds that resulted. One resulted in a putback. The other one resulted in a foul that Toby had. So credit to him. Other than that, yesterday you know just was kind of missing for most of the game. Other than getting baked by Franz Wagner, um, no, he was really getting baked by Franz. He was actually guarding uh, Mo most of the year. We've been doing this interesting thing where whoever is the the less got the guy who shoots less. Like we almost, it's like weird. Sometimes I don't really know what we're thinking. Sometimes we put Toby on the guy who shoots less. Sometimes we put him on the guy who shoots more, but we just put him on a big man essentially. Because against Minnesota, there were times where Toby played against Cat and really defended him well. Got to give him credit. He played really good defense on Cat a few times. Fast feet. It worked in that those situations. It doesn't work. It didn't work with Niang guarding Cat because Niang just doesn't have the foot speed to guard Cat. He has some of the strength, but none of the foot speed. Toby is strong enough and quick enough to stay in front of Cat. So he played good defense again while Joe was guarding. Essentially, what you just want to do is keep Joe close to the rim. So whoever is the worst shooter here, you put Joe on him and have Joe as close to the rim as possible. This is nothing new. This is what teams are doing 
all, all up and down, right? This is what teams are doing all over the NBA. If you have this is this is the new thing. It's it's actually becoming more and more prevalent, right? Because this is what happens with the Jazz. Whoever's guarding Rudy, the, 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 you just you put whoever on on the guy who can't shoot. You put the, the the center, the rim protector on the guy who can't shoot, or just generally the best defender on the guy who can't shoot, who has no offensive talent, and you let him rove, right? Well, against when if we have Ben back, that's gonna happen. So just be prepared. I'm just telling you that right now, it's gonna happen. Um and so you know, that worked out for us a bit. Um Joe closed out the game with a big block on Franz Wagner. Uh I can't I can't say that dude's name without doing the whole thing. I'm sorry. He's German. I don't, I don't know what to say. German engineering at its best. Um, they all look weird. I don't know what's up with this rookie class. They kind of, they, they, like, all of them look weird to me. Like Suggs has a face. Like Suggs is built like a like he looks like a person that like is put together in a way that's like yeah this is probably like a good looking person. But you look at him and say but why? What is the thing? Like what? Who put your face like that way? Right? Like who did that thing to you? And Franz kind of the same way. It's like are you in, are you pubescent right now? What's up with your face? You're breaking out, but you're not. You just grew some facial hair, but you didn't. What is up? Huh? How, are you okay? You having hot flashes? What's going on with you? The rookies look weird. All of them to me, a little bit. Even Scotty looks a little weird. I mean, Scotty is all arms. My man is all arms like the Kanye song. You know, wake up, what breakfast, uh, no eggs or whatever, something, work out, all chest, no legs. Scotty Barnes. I don't know. Anyway. He's great. I wish we had him. Trade Ben from straight up easily. They wouldn't. They wouldn't trade Ben for him. I mean, they wouldn't trade him for Ben. I promise you that. They're just looking at guys that teams are not going to trade for Ben. Trade Ben for. Like if we said, hey, Maggie, we'll give you Ben for Franz. They would say no. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. It's getting, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Daryl, you fucked it up. It's getting worse. His value is going lower. Listen, important day coming up, December 15th. That's when contracts that were signed over the summer can then be traded. So, you know, get ready for, for Kemba to be on our team or something like that since he's been taken out of the lineup. Who knows? <sighs> anyway, with that said, we got the Boston. We got the Celtics on Wednesday, tomorrow night. Um, they're, they're not playing well. I'm going to be honest with you. They're not, they're not playing great. They're not, not impressive. Really good defensively, but offensively, they're just, they're just struggling. You know, they're a middling team. We are better than them without Ben. Uh, we just need to re rediscover the thing that was making us good earlier in the year. The ball movement, Joe as the leader. Joe needs to get kind of back into his shape, but we'll be fine. I, I don't I, – I think we, I think we can beat Boston. I won't be surprised if we lose, but I think we can beat them. After that, we have Atlanta. That's going to be a pain in the ass. We're on the road. So we're going to Boston, then we're going to Atlanta. Um, that's it, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. The second episode of the Are You Lost podcast will be coming up. I got great feedback on the first episode. Uh, I've been making changes. Hopefully this audio is better than the last two episodes of audio because that audio was awful. Um, and we'll see. That's it, everybody. Wash your hands. Stay safe. You know the drill. Black Lives Matter. Arrest the cops before Breonna Taylor. Stop Asian hate. Get vaccinated. Stay the fuck away from me if you're not. It's fine. I'll shake your hand from a distance like a air. I'll airdrop you a high five. Airdrop high five. And that's it. Take care. Yo. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my mind. You